0: Welcome to the Sunday evening podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Kevin Vanderpunt. As we've been saying all evening long, long, it's an amazing Sunday today. It's a special Sunday because it's Resurrection Sunday. It's the day where Jesus raised to life. It's what changed everything for us. So it's a it's a great reason to rejoice, to be happy. But actually, the very first Easter didn't start off with that bang of happiness, if that makes any sense. Like the Sunday morning wasn't all happy-clappy when it first started. To explain a bit why, I'd like to take you back to Friday for a second. We're going to watch a small video. That was Friday. Friday, Jesus hung on that cross, paid the price for Every mistake, every wrong thought, every wrongdoing, every disease—he was there, hanging. He was. Those words are quite strong, aren't they? The way it describes the, everything that happened to Jesus, but that's exactly what happened on Friday. And and there's that constant reminder throughout the, the the video. You you don't need to say goodbye. Don't don't say goodbye because it's only Friday. Sunday's coming, and on Sunday. Everything's changing. Yet for the disciples, they had to live through the end of Friday, live through Saturday and Sunday morning starts. And Friday wasn't really a good day for them. However, you could argue that they had been told and warned that this would happen. But nevertheless, they felt probably hopeless and without direction. Some already on their way back to their, to their hometown. There was no Jesus anymore, so no purpose in what they were doing. Probably they were telling themselves, well, we had we had a, a nice run, but like Jesus died. Like he's in the he's in the tomb. What what are we gonna do? And then Sunday morning comes and Mary gathers the courage to go to the tomb, visit the tomb and, and, and take care of Jesus' body as they did in that day. And she gets to the tomb and suddenly the stone is rolled away and it's all empty and she sees an angel and the angel tells, him, tells her, why are you looking for the risen one among the dead? And she turns around and Jesus is there. Jesus is there and she doesn't recognize him. She thinks he's the gardener. And she says, well, where have you put him? Tell me, tell me, I need his body and suddenly she realizes it's Jesus and she goes teacher it's you and so she runs back to the other disciples and she tells the good news he's risen he's not in the tomb I've seen him he's alive and they have a hard time believing believing that it's true even though they were told they have a hard time believing they have such a hard time that two of them they're already on the way back somewhere and so we're picking up that story with two disciples on the road to Emmaus they heard Mary's story and they decided to walk towards another town anyway and so we're going to read that part of the story in Luke 24 13 to 33 if you want to turn there with me and so it says the walk to Emmaus verse 13 That same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short sadness written across their faces the one of them Cleopas replied you must be the only dude in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days what things Jesus asked the things that happened to Jesus the man from Nazareth they said he was a prophet who did powerful miracles and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people but our leading priests and other religious, religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death. And they crucified him. We had hoped that he was the Messiah who had come to res- rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Then some woman in our group of followers were at his tomb early this morning. And they came back with this amazing report. They said his body was missing. And they had seen an angel who told them, Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to sea, and sure enough, his body was gone, just as the woman had said. Then Jesus said to them, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. By the time they were nearing Emmaus and at the end of the journey, Jesus acted as if he was going on, but they begged him, stay the night with us since it's getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened, they recognized within, they recognized him, and at that moment he, he disappeared. They said to each other, Didn't our hearts burn within us as he talked with us on the road and explained the scriptures to us? And within the hour they were on their way back to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven disciples and the others who had gathered with them and told them the good news. Now, even though there's this sentence that says that God prevented them to, to recognize Jesus, I believe that they weren't in a place to recognize Jesus at all. They were so overwhelmed by the sadness of the events. And although they already had heard that Jesus might have risen, that he wasn't in the tomb, they didn't quite believe it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on their way somewhere else. And Mary had shared this news, but they had somehow given up, and it was time to go home. So Jesus had to take them through scriptures, and while they were walking, because even though he could have revealed himself to them right away, see, here I am, Jesus, physically, and they would have gone, oh yeah, the reason he didn't do so is because he first had to take them to scriptures. He hid himself in a way so that they would first believe with their hearts and mind before they would believe with their eyes and ears once he revealed himself in that act of breaking the bread and they realized who he is. They had to believe in their heart. They had to be walked through scriptures because it says all over it, this was going to happen. In Isaiah it says... In Jerusalem, the Lord of heaven armies will spread a wonderful feast for all the people of the world. It will be a delicious banquet with clear, well-aged wine and choice meat. There he will remove the cloud of gloom, the shadow of death that hangs over the earth. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. He will remove forever all insults and mockery against his land and people. The Lord has spoken. In that day, the people will proclaim, this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord in whom we trusted. Let us rejoice in the salvation he brings. And so he walked them through those scriptures, through those prophecies, talking about this wonderful news, this wonderful salvation that Jesus brought. Yet. They couldn't recognize Jesus. They let their circumstances become bigger than the presence. They were in the presence of resurrection power, in the presence of greatness, in the presence of their king, Jesus himself. Yet they were so overwhelmed by the circumstances of Friday that they couldn't recognize what was going on. Never let the circumstances be bigger than the presence of God in your life because God was walking with them all that time all that journey to Emmaus God was walking every step of the day he was there with them even though they didn't see the difference their circumstances hadn't changed but God was right there and he's right there with you whatever is going on in your life whatever mess whatever hurt whatever pain he is right there with you every step of the way and your circumstances might not yet have changed. But there comes that moment. That moment where Jesus breaks the bread and suddenly everything changes. Everything changes because hopelessness, suddenly there is hope again. It is Jesus. He is alive. I have seen him for myself. Everything changes. They forget everything about Friday and suddenly there is joy, there is hope again and they're filled with wonder. Now I get excited and you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I understand what's going on. They had given up, they had gone home. But God was with them all along on that road. God is with you in the midst of everything that's going on. And I believe that today there's going to be this moment where God is going to reveal himself and situations are going to switch. Things are going to change and hopelessness is changing hope because God has good plans for us, plans for a future and a hope. So God has been with you all along, every step of the way. It doesn't make it easy. They still had to walk that road, but he was with them all along. Don't let the circumstances become bigger than the presence. Because sometimes we let everything that's going on cloud the fact that God is right there. And we just deny the little things here and there where God is, is, is making things happen. Because we are so focused on what's over here. But God is with you all along. And he, he is right there. The scripture says that even though we walk through the valley of the shadows of death, we won't feel no evil because he is with us. Scriptures tells us all over it that it is true. So that walk was not the end because the power of resurrection life was there. And in an instant, everything changed because God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. He sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. God knew all along what he was going to do. He knew he was saving those two disciples. He knew he was changing everything. And that means that anyone who has become who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has come. And all of that becomes reality in that moment for those two disciples. And so in, a, in the matter of the hour after Jesus disappeared, they run back to Jerusalem. They go meet all their mates and they're like, yo, Jesus is alive. We've seen it him for himself. Mary was right. We didn't believe her, but Mary was right. Mary was right. Jesus is alive. And as they share the news, Jesus appears in that room with everybody there. He appears in the room and they all like, Jesus, you're here. It is true. You're alive. You've done it. You've beaten death. Everything we were singing about becomes true in that very moment. They realize what's happened. One of the 12 disciples, though, one of the, the, the group was missing that night. Thomas. Thomas was hanging out somewhere else. We don't know what he was doing. And so all the disciples go to Thomas, and they're like, "Yo, Thomas, Jesus is alive, man. We don't have to be sad. Stop crying. Stop moaning. He's alive." And Thomas is like, "No, mate, I don't believe you. I, 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 unless I see it myself, unless I can touch his wounds, unless I can, I can touch his side where the where the, the spear went through, I won't believe it." And couple of days, couple of days later. They're all in a room and they lock themselves in rooms because they are scared of the Jewish leaders who were still after them because they were following Jesus. And it says in John 20, one of the 12 disciples, Thomas, was not with the others when Jesus came. They told him, We have seen the Lord, but he replied, I won't believe it. Unless I see the nails, wounds, the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them and place my hand. Into the wounds in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, I know you've been longing for this moment, Thomas. Put your fingers right here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. And then he says, my Lord, my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Just like Thomas, maybe you've been having doubts. Maybe you're thinking, how, how can it be that this man raised to life, again and he's he's changing the lives of all those people around me and and they believe that he is there they believe like the other 11 disciples did everybody Mary they believe yet i have my doubts i'm not sure is this truly possible is this truly possible i believe that jesus wants to make it clear to you tonight i believe that he want he's telling you look touch me encounter me tonight though you might not see him physically he is right here and and, and it's, it's back to what the two experienced on the road to Emmaus. They said, "We' our hearts burning as he was speaking to us. There was something happening in us tonight. I believe there's something that's going to happen in our hearts. Our hearts are going to be burning, your heart might be burning already, and just like Thomas, Jesus wants to say, "I long for a relationship with you. I paid that price on the cross for you because that's what he did. He paid the price on the cross. For For each and every one of us. It's such a beautiful story of love, and sometimes we are so consumed by everything that goes on that we don't see how God in the midst of every problem that we have every circumstance every pain he is right there with us but I promise you if you trust him if you say God come and do something he will show up because he is faithful and nothing is bigger than him nothing is stronger than him and he can change your life again it is not his will that you live with whatever is afflicting you today Because he paid the price on that cross. He took everything away on that cross 2,000 years ago. Don't leave tonight with whatever chain is holding you, whatever pain you have, whatever image you want to put on what's going on. The video said every, every insult, every lustful thought, every, every, you can put anything there, every sense of depression, everything. He paid the price for those things. He doesn't want you to be bound to that. And so tonight just like Thomas just like Mary just like the two on the road to Emmaus I believe Jesus wants to reveal himself to each and every one of us even the one who knows him already who knows he's paid that cost who knows that we are loved by him Jesus wants to do something special tonight for each and every one of us can you can you come back and play on the keys please oh, can actually the whole band come back yeah it's all right thank you um He wants to do something tonight. He wants to show us what it must have felt like 2,000 years ago. When hopelessness was changed to hope in a minute. When situation completely transformed. Jesus did it all for us. However we might have felt worthless, he's bringing worth. Wherever we might have pain, he's restoring us completely. Wherever there is past hurt, he is bringing relief. So if we can all stand, I simply, I really believe that Jesus wants to meet with us tonight. He longs to meet with us tonight. So if you, If you take that step, just like Thomas did, because there was something that Thomas had to do. Jesus said, come, come and touch me. Come and see for yourself. But if Thomas had stayed there where he was, nothing would have happened. Yet he knew he was God because the door was locked. Yet Jesus appeared. No human can do that. A human person has to walk through the door, right? Jesus appeared suddenly in the room. He knew it was God. So tonight, take that step. Come and meet with Jesus. Ask Him. He will meet. He wants to meet your need. He wants that relationship with you. He wants to meet with you more than you ever will. Because He created you. He formed you. He knows you by name already. He's seen all the pain, the hurt, everything you have walked through in your journey. He knows. The Bible says that he knows the hair that are on your head. If he's concerned about something that small, that insignificant, how much more is he concerned about whatever situation is going on in your life? Just start talking to God. Dare to ask him, Jesus, show yourself to me tonight. I'm taking that step, just like Thomas did. I dare to believe that you are still alive, that you are still in the business of changing life. That just like you did for Mary and those two disciples on the road, you are going to bring hope again. You are going to restore things. If you need healing tonight, I believe that Jesus wants to meet that need right where you are. It doesn't need to be anything fancy. It doesn't need to be any atmosphere, anything going on. Jesus is right there and he wants to heal you. Whatever is causing pain, he wants to heal it. Any sense of depression, he can take care of that. He wants to take that depression away. Fill your life with love, with affection, with joy. Because that's what he gives he took it on the cross that depression he took that pain that you're feeling on the cross it's no longer yours because he made you brand new he made you brand new he paid the price so that you wouldn't have to live through that but it takes that one step of surrender Jesus I'm here and yet again I dare to believe I've been here before maybe but I dare to believe that you heal tonight that you transform situations tonight. That the situation I have with my family that is going on, that's been, that's been just heavy on my heart. Father, I believe you can transform that. I believe that there can be peace in the household again. Jesus, come and bring peace into that household again. Father, we long for you. We are so thankful for what you did on that cross. Father, your words is that whoever believes, whoever believes in you, will be made new, will have a new life. I didn't want to speak long tonight just because I, I strongly believe that Easter and the resurrection of Jesus is more about an encounter than about any words I could share. And if you choose tonight to have that encounter, maybe just ask God, show me more of what it meant for you to take that sacrifice, the price you paid for me, so that I realize the love that you have for me. You are loved tonight. Regardless of what your parents have told you, regardless of what the world is telling you, you are loved tonight by perfect love. The perfect image of love. The Creator loves you deeply tonight. It's a choice to accept that love, to receive that healing. Jesus, we want to encounter you right now. I believe that you are alive, that you are in this room. And though we might not see you with our eyes, you said in your word, bless are those who believe without seeing. Father, we believe. Come and encounter us right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you.